Has your YouTube algorithm gone stale and suggest things that you really, really don't care about? Let us help with that. Welcome, fellow travelers, to the Gaia Sanctorum. This is the Order of the Midnight Roller podcast. We are your guides, Jameson and Scully. And today, join us as we go over some of our favorite YouTube channels that we enjoy watching during quarantine. Welcome, fellow travelers, to the episode tonight. So, like me, I assume that you watch copious amounts of YouTube. I mean, you know I do. Oh, absolutely. I watch mainly when I'm going to bed. Mainly. I mean, we watch a lot of it, like, downstairs, like on the big TV. But most of my YouTubing is, like, right before I go to bed, most times. I can never get through, like, one episode. I get through, like, maybe one, depending on if I can't sleep. So you are, you have become the old man who falls asleep during the middle of a show when someone tries to say that, tries to change the channel, you wake up and like, I was watching watching that. that. Yes. I've I've restarted videos several times going, oh, that's, you know, I'll get back to that. Yeah. And do you ever? Oh yeah. No, I actually finally actually watch it. Yeah. So the first one I'd like to talk about tonight, uh, is one that actually you got me into recently. I've gotten you into several, so you have to be more specific. specific. So this one is Tasting History Uh, with Max Miller. I am a huge history buff. Huge. Like In Mm -hmm. high school, I took like three different history classes uh, on different things like world history, one that just encapsulated like American history, and I did one on like specific wars and stuff like that. So he touches on actual moments in history and their food and makes recipes from those particular times and also tries them. He is a brave soul. Yeah, he's he's actually gotten recipes from the sources. The sources. Or as close to the sources as he can get. I mean, he's also gotten some ingredients that are as close to the source as possible. Well, yeah, I don't... If you could get them that are still I don't know, like, how he he gets some of those ingredients. While still being in quarantine, because if you watch, you'll notice that Max is in California, which is still Mm -hmm. under pretty strict quarantine regimen at the moment. Mm -hmm. So it's a little harder for him to get out and get stuff than most people can at the moment yeah but with today's technology at least we can get uh, you know groceries delivered Mm -hmm. plus on a few episodes he's had help from his his followers and his subscribers who Mm -hmm. have helped him like there was one recently where uh someone helped him translate uh text yes and one who uh, a couple people from like england who had sent him like canned haggis Yeah, that one was weird. And apparently it's not bad. That's what he said. It's not bad. So if you're like me, you are a history buff, and but you also enjoy food, this is definitely up your alley. Well, we, we enjoy food. And the thing I think is really interesting about YouTube is it's kind of replaced the Food Network. It really has. Because, I, I mean, I like the Food Network or the cooking channel. Here's two different ones now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but with this, you can find niche like yes. shows where those are like they're just going to give you whatever they want to give you. This one is like, oh hey, I can find 
a history cooking channel, which mm-hmm. I watched two of, because I watched another one too, yeah. which they've actually done a collab now. I have yet to watch the collab, so no spoilers. I have not either, so don't worry about it. We'll have to watch okay. it together. So, but yeah, no, I mean, there are other things with it. I enjoy those, the Pokemon aspect. Yes. So it's become a thing that um, they have. They always have a random Pokemon yes. plush in the back of it has, the... Sometimes it has to do with the episode. Like, sometimes yeah. they get it, like, themed just right. Yeah, it's always funny when they get it themed. Um, they have done, like, Disney plushes as well. Yes, they have. Um, I just thought this was really funny. Like, oh, who's the Pokemon they have today? So apparently Max's fiance? Um, yeah. Jose. Jose. Yeah. Uh, now, yes, they are engaged. Yes, I believe they yeah, are engaged. Is a huge Pokemon fan. Oh, I mean, it's so, crazy. So I think that's funny. And being a huge Pokemon fan myself and a lover of history, I just love mixing the two. But it's great because they're... they're He's super nerdy, which mm-hmm. is up our alley. Very knowledgeable. And th- the funny thing is, is this is not what he does for a living. No. He didn't go to school for this. And he'll say this. Like, he didn't go to school for this. He didn't go to school to be a chef. He's a amateur home cook. Yeah. But the stuff he makes is amazing. Yeah, there's several, several... I don't know, um, that one yogurt video. Uh, the yogurt oh, drink. Yeah. I don't even remember what it was called. But um, he couldn't Kikyan. even... Yeah, with the wine. He was like, I can't even... I can't mm, even... Nope. He yeah. couldn't take a second... He couldn't take a second drink of it. Mm-hmm. It was almost as bad as that fish sauce one or the fish oil one that he made. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, but I mean, man. that... I, I can't remember the name of it, but that, I mean, has been used... Forever. For like a thousand years it, it, it was like currency at one point well yeah it was extremely valuable That's thing that I like and, about it. well actually in the bottom of the mediterranean there are shipwrecks that have hundreds of vases with that particular substance in it which is crazy yeah well, that's another thing that i like about this is that i'm not only getting fun recipes I mean, he goes really deep. He does he go really, really deep. deep he really does a lot of research, which I really appreciate. So you're, like, you're learning. It's it's weird. Like, it's enjoyable, but it's also educational, which I'm definitely about. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy it. And I think if you like those kinds of things, that this is going to be something that you will enjoy. And keeping along the lines of history, this is going to be far more niche than um even max's channel um this one is going to be more for period attire since i am a costumer um and the first um month of quarantine i spent it learning how to embroider um period sewing uh learning how to hand stitch buttonholes you laugh at me but my skills are valuable during the apocalypse it is i mean really i mean you do need a seamstress during mm-hmm. the during the apocalypse and if push comes to su- shove i can make and use a loom really really bad at it so don't don't hit me up for that one but i mean over practice makes perfect yeah well <laughs> no i mean that yeah that's that's It'll a practice that's a practice that i'm i'm not willing to do <laughs> i've i've used a loom and it was it was too monotonous for me. I'm way too creative of a person, but I assume that there are like different ones that you can use to make materials like that, though. Not really a loom, pretty I mean, much. The, is, the so... is that the 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 wheel basically, right? No, no the wheel. The, the, the you can't see what I'm doing. Yeah, no. So a loom. <laughs> 
what happens is there's a pedal oh and yes. it has a bunch of threads oh. and then you lift up um yes, one and then you run through and it's in the, it's in the, the movie it's, wanted where they're they're in the textile yes, factory yes. and they're making them and that they're like, is it's very loom. dangerous because mm-hmm. you can stick your hand in and get like yeah and yeah. you really think about it like from a historical standpoint like they created this and I mean, you had women who did all of these by hand. Oh man, we like an really. Ancient <laughs> well, that's. I mean, the one time I used a loom. Oh, you know, I thought you were going to lose a hand. No, it wasn't. It wasn't as um, autumn. It, well, it was a hand. It was a small one. It was probably maybe two and a half, three feet. Mm-hmm. Um. I was going to go crazy just because it's monotonous because you have to, you know, push one pedal goes through, um, then it runs back through with mm-hmm. the opposite threads and well, it, so it's good it creates for a basket. Those fo- folks that are great at boring. Yeah. Not necessarily me. Yeah. I go, I, I go crazy anyways doing the yeah. stuff that I do. So I mean, anyway, back on track to what I was talking about. I don't know how I got on that topic. Um, but um, the YouTube channel that is Bernadette Banners, she does Victorian clothing. This is mostly for the ladies. Um, however, there are very few channels for men's tailored Which clothing. Which is surprising. Well, men's clothing really hasn't changed a whole lot in almost 200 years. No, Because really. you have to think of the... The, the suit that we have now is just a variation of a military uniform. Pretty much. So, I mean, it really hasn't changed a whole lot. Not really. I do like going into, like, the men's tailoring. And there's another YouTube channel that did, like, random, um, like, reconstructing garments from paintings. Oh, okay. That was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the name of the channel, but it was a BBC show. But mm-hmm. Bernadette... That that is a surprise. Yeah. Bernadette um, it does a really good job really getting into the garments and the construction. And she recently did a um, Edwardian bodice because it was... A lot of people look at these historical paintings and look at these proportions and go, who's really shaped like that? Well, no one's actually shaped like that. No, they use no. things uh, to picture that you showed me like it does this to you or whatever no that's the the misconception of the tight lace corseting yeah, where it actually like, like it actually that's, goes that's into the some, ribs uh, some propaganda right there yeah that one's that one i mean it is a very common misconception people like oh it, it you know mm-hmm. constricts your rib cages well a properly made corset right. doesn't um she does make corsetry she actually went um deep into um corset making and the mass-produced corsets of the 1800s a lot of people don't know that was a thing so she does a lot of history she does a lot of construction i've learned a lot of sewing techniques and as monotonous as it is it's something you do have to pay attention to so you know it it practice makes perfect Mm -hmm. i really enjoy that aspect of garment making as i said i'm a costumer i do like things that are historically accurate so that really really spoke to me and i do highly recommend it it's really interesting just to watch as i said it is more for the ladies but no back to that one i wish i could remember what it was but in the edwardian era they had like really weird shaped chests well it was a cage that went over the um the chest area like an actual cage like yeah it's it was a corset it was boned with feathers and yeah they used feather boning yo just um really long 
feathers. Wow. And I mean, like ostrich feathers that are huge. Yeah. yeah like I don't. I don't know what kind it would have been. It could have been well, ostrich. Or, or. But yeah, it literally the chest comes out and then darts in, so it has this weird like diamond shape to it. Huh. I wish I could remember the name of it, mm. but it's late and I just took a nap, so I'm not all here. You're never all here. <laughs> Valid point. <laughs> Uh, the next one uh, I'm going to speak about. Is, I'm going to go back to a little bit of a little more on the nerdy side. I mean, we've been really niche nerdy at the moment. Yeah, the history nerdy. This is like nerdy nerdy. Uh, so the next one I'm going to do, uh, not to to pun, is Nerdforge. Uh, it is a couple from Norway, uh, Martina uh, uh, and her uh, boyfriend. I'm not sure. Is it boyfriend or uh, fiance? It's one of them. Uh, They're from Norway. uh, And she does a plethora of things. Her last uh, project, she painted in a gigantic dragon mural on her office wall. And when I say gigantic, it was probably twice the size of the, the office in here. Yeah. Like, Height yeah, and, I saw that one. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's beautiful it's, work. She is insanely talented. She she did a Bob Ross style painting on the side of their van in the middle I of the rain. That. She does like uh, sculptures with like crystals in them. She's mm-hmm. constructed a Nuka Cola like uh, refrigerated cooler for your desk but she does all these amazing nerd projects she's oh she also did all the books the leather bound hand bound uh-huh. like spell books that are just insane where she she dyes the or stains the paper with coffee which i love already i'm just like oh you're, you're doing it with coffee uh, okay you, you have my attention because she's like, now to make coffee. And she's like drinking the coffee while pouring it on the paper. I'm like, that's the right way to do it. I mean, she's insanely talented. Oh, she, I mean, yes, she is. Her boyfriend is, you don't see much of him. He does mainly like behind the scenes stuff or the last, the video before that, he redid her entire office for her. Mm-hmm. Like did, redid the walls and the light fixtures and the floors and like made a window from like scratch with her dad. And like, but mainly he will come in and if he has to do like electronics or something like that, but yeah. there isn't much that he, that you see him. It's mainly Martino and mm-hmm. doing most of, the, of it. Well, she does a lot. Like I've seen her do a lot of terrains for terrains, miniatures, yes, which so is fantastic. Like, she does a lot of props. Uh, did you see the one where she did the the bookshelf um, Diagon Alley? So she I did. I don't know that I did. She made like to fit inside of a like a library, and it is three or four buildings in Diagon Alley with lights to fit right into the bookshelf. I've seen things like that. I've not. It I don't was, think I've seen that one. It was amazing. I was like, I watched it like two or three times because I was like, that's crazy. That's a lot of detail. Like she found a new way to make bricks, to make like cobblestone on it. Mm-hmm. That didn't, didn't entail her having to do like individual tiny bricks at a, and everything was out of foam too. Yeah. Like uh, this, it's crazy. Like, I think we started watching her before the quarantine. Like, I think we watched, I think we started watching yeah, her before the I quarantine. Yeah, because I started watching her because... Um, I was looking to bind a book myself, which is halfway done. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy how she can do and one. And like... she did the 
the very large one. But now, which very large one? The fire, the 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 water, or I the don't, no, I think it was the fire because I think that was the first one, one she did. Yeah, because she's got like four now. Yeah, she did one for each of the elements. And then she My thing with hers, one. um, I don't know where she got the paper, but you said it's, that she used artist paper. She uses like sketch paper, basically. That makes a lot of sense. She buys like the sketch paper. She takes them out and then folds it mm-hmm. by hand. Like, at one point, before she got, like, a professional, like, thing, I forgot what it's actually called when you put the, when you're tying the um, pages together. Um, I know the pages are called choirs, but I can't remember what that, that, she was using, like, um, a chair. (laughs) She was was using, like, a chair to do it. I mean, she built something now. Yeah. But, like, at first, the first couple books, she used, like, a chair in her apartment Mm -hmm. to do it. And I was like, man, that is so crafty and amazing. She's also just awesome. She has crazy long purple hair. Yeah. Piercings and tattoos. And it's just, it's right up anybody's, I'm not a crafty person. Jameson will tell you this. I am not. I, I, always, can, I can't draw a, a, a stick figure if I tried. I'm always shocked, and I keep on telling him he needs to start making shit because he watches all of these craft shows. And like me, I grew up in an artist family. Yeah. I can do a whole lot of things. I'm out of practice with a lot of them, but like... I can illustrate, I can yeah. sew, I can create I mean, props. I but worked, like, I, like I, so I for me... I did for like, you know, William Street for a while. And I did like, you know, like graphic art and stuff like that. But like, I can't make a book. I mean, I could learn. I mean, YouTube is a thing. I mean, but, but that's how I learned. Like, you have to, yeah. you really need to like start making things because mm-hmm. the amount of shit you watch... Oh, it's crazy. I watch it to learn and I do pick up things. That's like yeah. with... You know, my last one, so these do kind of go hand in hand right. with um, Bernadette. Right. You know, I was able to learn, learn how to, you know, do different types of stitches mm-hmm. for different hems. I don't know what, it's It's one of those, like, super satisfying things, like somebody shaving a bar of soap or, like, somebody like... I don't understand I that know, one. I don't get it either, but there are certain things like, like taking the, like, the plastic taking the plastic off of like a refrigerator or something like that is really satisfying. So watching somebody build something is, is kind of like a satisfying thing, especially with some videos where they're just like, they don't even talk and it's just like, they're just doing, doing their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a more of a satisfying thing for me to watch somebody build something. I mean, do I think I probably could do it? If I put, I set my mind to it, probably I could. I mean, bookbinding really isn't that hard. It doesn't seem that hard. I no. mean, the way the way that she does it, mm-hmm. it probably would be easy con- conceivably with the way that she does it. No, I, trust me. I, I think the leather working would probably be, be the hardest part. Um, leather working. The problem with leather working is if you do something wrong, the leather can be ruined. Right, and that's a lot of money. That and it's a lot of money. I mean, right. but it's the same with anything with fabric right exactly i mean that's why you you, you cut one thing and then it's mm-hmm. just it's done that's why you always want to word of advice if anybody does cosplay um or getting into cosplay always make something out of a cheap fabric so you know even get like sheets or something to if you're making a pattern and mold it to you and you know customize it to you with the cheap fabric like a muslin or as i said yo go to um uh like goodwill and get sheets or drapes or something mm-hmm. something really cheap so that way if you make a mistake or if you need to tweak the pattern you can do it with that yeah 
Same thing with... Oh, yeah. With, same with this. I mean, it's yeah. anything and it's, you know, measure twice, cut once. Mm-hmm. But that's something that, especially, like, when it comes to, like, patterns and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, a lot of people, even with, it's like, a a store pattern, yeah, I mean, like, people don't realize that they need to make it out of muslin. And then... yeah, I mean, she's not the only, like, prop show oh, no. I watch, but, I mean... Well, that's what I mean. Like, you yeah. really should start, like, making some props that you yeah, really you like, like yeah. because, I mean... The the knowledge is out there, and I right. think that's the wonderful thing about YouTube. It is like is you use it correctly. Can, it's not just entertainment; it is educational. Yeah, it's not all drama channels, although some of them get really good. Yeah, yeah, they do, and those are pure. That's like that's like candy. It's like pure, nothing but entertainment. Yeah, that well, that's but, it's just pure I'm, trash. But most of the time, me and you watch. Don't watch that. We don't. Well, okay. So <laughs> we really don't. Um, we have a few. That there was. Garrett the, is my bubble. Is my bubblegum candy craziness. So I um, I can do a lot of things with makeup. I used to do drag. Right. Yeah, I know. So when the whole Tati Westbrook, James Charles, oh, Shane, yeah. and yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Star thing yeah, went down. Yeah, that whole like, Shabbat. Yeah, yeah. That that first week, I was just like, "Oh, girl, what's going on?" And then you're like, "By the second, then, you're like, I'm done." And then by like <laughs> week two, I'm like, "Okay, this is garbage. I'm gonna go watch something constructive." constructive exactly. I think that's all I watch for the most part. I think there's only a couple channels that I really don't watch that aren't like entertain plus educational. I think like, like, yeah. I think there's like three that aren't like prop making or like woodworking or sword making or yeah, weapons and food <laughs> and the random geek stuff. And random geek stuff. Yeah, I'm lear- I'm learning for the apocalypse. Yes. Um, all of this is just knowledge that will come in handy for when the zombies attack. Although it's not going to be very useful if you don't practice it. Truth. So, I mean, forging... Actually, forging isn't that hard either, but it is a pain in the ass. Right. Like, that's one thing I've done, like, minimal knife making. Yeah. There is one called uh, Makathulu or something like that. He had a show on uh, Discovery. It was, like, My Big Swords or something like that, or Giant awesome swords and he doesn't do a lot of forging he just cuts the swords with like saws and stuff like that it makes oh, the sword interesting and like grinds like grinds everything yeah hmm. so he has i don't think he really does any actual like forging forging but he like cuts everything out and grinds everything and then makes the swords that way hmm. so interesting so it's not you know there are ways of making weapons that don't have to be like hand forged so, keeping with the uh, geeky, I guess I can consider this geeky, mm-hmm. um, theme, mm-hmm. just completely lost my train of thought there. It happens. Um, the Magic Historian. Um, this is done by, I actually don't know the dude's name. I know his last name is Hatch, um, and his Twitter handle is Big Daddy Hatch. I, I don't even know who No, he is. He, yeah. he um, covers a lot of Magic the Gathering news. Um, but he also has a second channel called Fantasy Geographic, or as he says, Fantasy Geographique. 
um, because yeah, we fancy, just be a little, just be a little fancy. Um, where little he fancy. where he goes over the old lore of Magic the Gathering, like old old lore, like yeah, beginning like, alphabet lore. Well, yeah, like the original yeah. books. Oh, okay, like before. Yeah, though I don't think he's covered the Thran. I think he started with the Brothers War. I don't really remember. Um, but I mean, he does a really good job breaking it down and condensing it and covering, um, the, some of the most, some of the key players. Right. So Joyra, Urza, um, Karn, we learned about Karn. So he basically uh, covers all the history of yes, magic. All the history of magic. Without getting into the play stuff. So it's basically mm-hmm. just the stories behind yeah. your favorite cards or your favorite yes. characters. Yeah. Well, that could be in that could be cool. It's it's absolutely fantastic because the old magic books, and I don't have a whole lot of them. I'm actually I don't think I've ever read any of them. Oh, I have the Ravnica cycle, the original Ravnica cycle. Wow. And the story is fantastic. I really need to like Get, I think I'm going to get my Audible back and start really think of listening to stuff. I mean, I know it's kind of expensive, but like... I mean, I get a free one every month with it. A free in quotations. Well, free in quotations. You but, basically yeah. pay 15 bucks and you get a, right. a book. But I have Prime and it comes with it, doesn't it? No, it does no, not. No, it does not. Oh, that's no. kind of stupid. No, because Audible is completely separate. But like for me, I... Well, that's how they get you. Well, I listen to audiobooks not only in the car but also while working out i know you said you can't really do that i cannot i cannot not not and because i'm dyslexic sometimes reading is really really hard especially if i'm really tired like it gets super super frustrating for me because my brain will mix things around and it won't make sense so audiobooks to me are like great. Unfortunately, the old Magic the Gathering books are not available on, there, are on audio. I knew you were going to say no. that. I knew it. I was like, they're not going to be on there, which is terrible. Honestly, like a full cast reading of those would be amazing. Well, there is now, there is actually another YouTube channel. And I'm trying to think now. Also goes along with Magic Lore. Um... Voice of All Productions, um, I can't remember the guy's name because it's not underneath that, but they did all the modern readings of Magic the Gathering, and it's all full cast. Oh, really? So they went... My thing is, is I really, like, one narrator is nice because they can usually do all the voices, Mm -hmm. but after listening to the Sandman full cast reading... I kind of got spoiled because that is so deliciously awesome. But that's a little different because that's an audio drama. I'm down with those. I I mean, I am so down. yeah. I want more of that. Yeah, because you know what that reminds me of. It reminds me of old school radio radio stuff. Yeah, I just happened to look down and my aliens flashing, and I'm like, "The hell is going on here?" Um. So yeah, the voice of all production. Sorry, we had a we had a little technical we had issue with the technical difficulty. Uh, we apologize. Um, voice of all productions. They did a full cast, but it was like, um, I want to say like, ba- battle for Zendikar. No, it was more than battle for Zendikar. And it was a full cast reading. It was a full cast reading. Okay. It was absolutely wonderful, and that's one of the problems I had with 
um, the Magic the Gathering books that came out with the the latest Ravnica cycle mm-hmm. is because I got to know these characters the way that these people read them. And you had personality, and the person who or they had personalities not only with the voice acting, but also with the way that those characters were written. Oh, yeah. And then when you the, hear them, you hear it like played out. You're like, oh, that doesn't sound like it's supposed to. Um, no, it was. I don't know. There was just so much personality with the characters, mm-hmm. and that's the only way because the the newer, the newer Magic the Gathering stories mm-hmm. aren't really that complex not which is kind stuff. of yeah not like the old stuff which is kind of sad because like when you think it's with just a generational Hatch, thing no i think it's wizards of the coast being lazy yeah i, I can see that i mean much. it's let's I'm, call I'm going let's i'm going to really call them out yeah. they are being absolutely lazy when it comes with it comes to the stories because they're not getting you know authors mm-hmm. and they're trying i don't know what they're trying to do yeah but they've dumbed it down and they injected the politics into it well at least the art is great i mean the art is still good the art is i will say this if that goes down i feel like i'd be done well they can't wizards of the coast could not afford to skimp on the because i don't think the dd i don't think well i mean they could i mean honestly I'm surprised that the D&D portion of Wizards and the Magic portion of Wizards hasn't broken off into two different companies. I'm surprised because as well. But I, here's if the I thing. I was the D&D side, I would not want to be associated with the Magic side of, of the company. I, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> hard. Because I'm just like, there's so much bullshittery with them that I just would be like, can we just see our way out <laughs> right well unfortunately because they're owned by hasbro it like yeah. they're they're not going anywhere the only the only way that you could possibly um get them to break away and actually change the company is if you had more competitors mm, but there's nobody that's there's nobody out there right now that could compete with them I there's a way it could happen, but it would still take many years. Yeah, they, they're established. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, fantasy geographic, geographic, graphic. As we drink uh, French tea, we are drinking French tea. We are drinking Lauderay. Lauderay, and it's delicious. Marie Antoinette is mm, the name it's of so the. So good, super chocolatey, super citrusy, florally. Yeah, it has it's, a lot of floral tones. It's very luxurious. Yes, we do love tea, by yes. the way. And not just the tea. Yes. Um, but uh, on his regular channel, Magic Historian, he also covers a lot of modern stuff. Um, he, today, um, this is, what is today's date? Uh, today September is 28th. 28th. So this is we're recording it. Hour. Magic just released a ban and a restrict announcement. And like he literally flew off the handle, <laughs> which was actually quite funny, but really sad because of the game. But anyway, I've rambled on enough about um, magic. I'm going to go to a strictly arty kind of farty uh, channel. Uh, it's going to be Baumgartner uh, Restoration. Uh, he does. He restores classic paintings. Now we've watched. You've watched a couple of these with me. I think it's absolutely fantastic. He is. When you talk about talent, 
this guy is he restores the paintings he does the touch-ups to the point where you don't even notice that there are touch-ups done mm-hmm. he's a craftsperson because sometimes he even makes like redoes the frames mm-hmm. all the woodwork he built an entire table just to do one project well those projects and they, are i mean i can only expensive. i could only imagine the price tag on these things yeah. like the paintings themselves i've seen him like throw around but i've seen him like pick up these precious paintings like i'm just like oh my god like what i would be freaking out i would be freaking out but yes it's baumgartner um restorations you can find him on youtube he's on twitter and facebook uh what i like about his because i i really like asmr stuff not like people eating pickles or popping stuff like n- we will be doing an asmr episode all asmr just like this i don't know why but it's been requested it's been requested um but what's great about it is he'll talk for like 10 minutes or so about his uh process like what he's doing what the what the history behind the painting uh or what specifics uh, like cleaning solvents he's using What's great about that is about halfway through, he goes, all right, guys, I've talked enough. Uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to put some music on and let you enjoy. And he puts on some of the most beautiful classical pieces. And you just watch him slowly restore these these magnificent pieces of art. And it's 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 yet again, it's one of those like super satisfying feelings where you're watching somebody clean something, something kind of slowly watching it come back to life to like really beautiful classical music. And I can tell you without a doubt, there is many nights where I put this on and in within 20 minutes, I am, I am out. Like I, he's got one of those voices is very much Bob Ross where you, he, he can talk to you to sleep. I mean, I have watched full episodes, but like I said, most of the time I, I watch a lot of this stuff like going to bed. Now, I really do like his stuff um, as someone so who studied crazy. art history in college. Yeah, it's insane. I really appreciate and he what he does. Everything. He just did one on glass, like a, a painting of the Titanic on glass where he had to restore. But unfortunately, like because I studied art history and I know like... I'm not an art historian, but yeah. I do know quite a bit. There are times I look at the painting that he does, and he does phenomenal work, but I look at the original painting, like yeah. what they bring him, and like my anxiety goes through the oh, roof. Oh, could you imagine what... No, he is cold. He is like calm and steely, but like I can't imagine the amount of stress and anxiety he is under because million, they, those paintings have to be millions of dollars a piece. If not more, if yeah. not more, I mean, I like, would I would love to know like what he makes off a lot of these. I assume his his I mean his I mean, shop is really nice enough money where, and he takes his time. He said that in the last video. Oh, you have to. He he said that he could do stuff rapidly if he wanted to and and make it so he would have a better uh, over like an overhead and like make more money but he would prefer to go slowly and and have more quality and do less paintings wait 
So he's got something like that. He's got to charge crazy. With something like that, I would say it is best to take your time and meticulously do the work. There are a couple that are were so bad. Like there was one that came in. Like cats had jumped on it, and like holes got punched into the uh, into the. Painting. I can't remember which one you showed me, but I looked at the thing. And I'm like, it was like, oh, the painting was on a couch, and like the 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 owner had three cats that jumped on it and made huge holes. I'm just like, I'd slap the owner. I would I, slap the owner. Be like, I'm going to buy this painting because you don't deserve it. I I don't know about going that far, but like I didn't see that one. But I know there was one that he that someone brought in, and I'm pretty sure it was of the Virgin Mary. Yes, and like I literally looked at it and like there is no way you could restore this thing. Mm-hmm. He did. It was fantastic. He's a, he he's a miracle. Worker. Yes, it was the one um because it had the gold leafing and the gold leafing in it. Yes, because yes. it was um an actual oh I Mike, just blanked on what those are called. Yes, with the panels. Mm-hmm. He just did another one of those too recently. Really? And it was he that was the one where he invented a table. He built an entire tool, an entire table to facilitate the restoration of a painting on wood. Yeah. I am just, I don't know how he does it. It, it he, it's it's beyond genius. It takes like somebody who is also artistic but also like craft-minded to do what he does. All right, we're going to go into more of the entertainment aspect entertainment. of um YouTube. This is one of my all-time favorite channels. It's a little bit bigger than probably a lot of the other ones we have mentioned, but um, Top 5 Scary. I do love Top 5 Scary. I absolutely love their content. Um, They cover things from, you know, horror literature, horror movies, um, comic books, they love the SCP Foundation, which we will be going into further in a in a future episode. episode. Um, I just really like the things that they bring um, they bring out, and they give a lot of movies that maybe you haven't heard of, or B list, or even um, well, they do a lot of list, lists about a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, not just, but they do everything: movies, and they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the crazy movies, cryptids, um, yeah. urban legends. We would be remiss if not saying that they are definitely an inspiration. They they are an inspiration, um, <laughs> but they're an inspiration because I love horror. I love things that are scary, um, and I I just they they bring up things that maybe we haven't heard of before, which I do appreciate because that's really hard in today's internet age. Yes. That's our episode for this week. What do you all think? What are some of your favorite YouTube videos? Let us know over at Oh Midnight Roll on Twitter and Instagram. Also check us out at www.orderofthemidnightroll.com where we have other articles such as YouTube videos, cryptids, and other nerdy things. And join us next week as we talk to Nick Fury about cats. Ta-ta! (laughs) 
Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to keep the conversation going, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OMidnightRoll. Also, feel free to like, rate, and review us wherever podcasts are located. Until next time, good morning and memento mori.